Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Thank you for joining us today. We are back. And I'm here with Whitney, Catherine, Kathleen, and Claudette today. And I'm Sarah. And we're going to be talking today about uncovering your authentic self. And what does that mean? Um, And what is your authentic self? And how are we all going about discovering who our authentic self is? We've talked about this a little bit before in other episodes, but we're going to take it a step deeper today. And when I think about uncovering, um, removing, taking away, right, or even showing, not even maybe not losing anything, but actually showing something and giving something of yourself that is real and genuine. I think we live in a society that there is a lot that we're told on how to behave, how to think, and that's natural, right? We're being raised to be adults as children, and then as adults, society is raising us to be societal members, etc. There's a lot of messaging that we are receiving along the way about who we are and how to become who we are. But I don't know that there's a ton of messaging about uncovering your authentic self and um you know, what it's like to remove the mask and truly be who you are genuinely deep down inside. Has anybody here today had an experience recently where you felt like you took the mask off and uncovered your authentic self and either had a positive or negative experience with it? Because it can go either way. I think all of us have, you know, have went through periods of time when we seek to remove the authentic self and you said it can go either way I've done it before and felt rejection I've then done it and felt acceptance and the question you know the question I had to ask myself was what do I believe that creates the rejection or the acceptance and I had to start to walk through that and gain confidence, you know, as I took those steps forward and started to trust that the people that are in my life are supposed to be in my life. We've all heard that some people move in and they move out. And then some people are meant to stay and some people are just for brief times. And I think our identity is we're always looking outward first before we turn inward right? And we're looking outward and we're judging who we are based on who's around us and who is accepting of us and who isn't. And it wasn't until I turned inward and I started to just seek the affirmation from the truth, you know, and that I begin to be brave enough to just be Claudette, regardless of what that means in the world and doing it with kindness, like do everything with kindness, do everything with love. but 
we all are unique. We're a unique piece of God. And how are we supposed to show up in the world? Because that uniqueness in my belief system is God trying to manifest in the world. And so I realized I was stopping that by thinking about what others thought about me, trying to be a certain way so I would be accepted. And I'm going to tell you, it's freer on the other side. When you finally reach the truth about, I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to love everyone. And I've adapted the belief, I love everyone, therefore everyone loves me, even though it might not be in this lifetime, ultimately we're all one. So it was freeing for me when I began to just enjoy and be happy. And it's just love pushed out. That's how I look at it. It's just love pushed out and ultimately it all works out. And our identity gets really solidified when we step into our true self and and we begin to be authentic. So it's exhausting not to be. That's what I have to say. (laughs) So interesting that you brought up other people loving and what other people are expecting, Claudette, because for me, I think our authentic self is love. Like we are love and whether we're a piece of God or, you know, we are God or however, the question this weekend that I had in a retreat that I was attending virtual retreat was what does the statement I am that I am really mean to each of us? And when you break it down, it's like, I am God, which is love and love always wins. And when we're not living our, our, our authentic self, we're judging ourselves, we're, we're full of shame, we're full of blame, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's all kinds of things that we label it and we seek on the outside what we're hoping that someone else can validate that we are. And that's when we're not living our authentic self. You know, I just had an experience, I've talked about it before we get on this the podcast, but during this virtual retreat, there was a conversation about how do we move through certain things and how our parents shape our beliefs of ourselves. And that's not about parents being bad, but we talked about narcissistic parents and how that affects our existence in the world. And we went deeper because it wasn't the clinical description of narcissistic parents. It was the truth of narcissists, which not the clinical narcissist, but more about the how we as parents tend to shape our children the way we want them to be, because that's what we know. It's what we're taught until we are aware of something different. And so it triggered me, like deeply triggered me. I mentioned this, but you know, March is the anniversary of my son's transition. It will be 11 years or it is 11 years. And So it was deep within my awareness and my part in his suicide. And the more the discussion continued, the more my body started to talk to me about my body started to become painful. I had to stand up because my back hurt so much. And then the tears just started flowing. And I knew that I was totally still holding blame and shame around, oh my God, I was the narcissist parent, therefore I caused my son's suicide. So I wasn't living in my authentic self at that moment. I was living in the blame and the shame and how I played a role in my son's suicide. And there's always more information that is the truth, that is, that is the authentic you, which is love. 
And if you do the best you can with what you have, with what you know at the, at the time, with the love in your heart to do the best you can, that's part of it. And yet, is it possible that things occur in our life because we came into this world with that already done? And that is to help shape us to become the most authentic person we can be in this life. Is that possible? That's a question to ask ourselves. I believe it is possible. And that experience helps me to be the person I am today to assist others in their journey. And so I I think it's worth just saying is that truly our authentic self is loving ourselves. And once we start to love ourselves completely and wholly, no matter what our experiences have been or are, our love starts to portray out into the world and helps to shift our perspective. So that's my experience of a very recent aha for me. And I do like, again, there's layers. And, and during this conversation, I was like, I, I, I will say I was embarrassed because I was crying in front of, you know, 12 people and it wasn't just tears. It was like, (laughs) you know, it was deep, it was deep sorrow or shame for self that I, that, you know, quote and unquote caused my son's death. But in the end, I was able to see that it's okay to be held with people who understand you and love you just for who you are. And it's okay to release any shame or blame that you might be having because the more authentic you become, which means the more love that you are for self, the more you can show that in the world. Absolutely. That's so beautiful, Kathleen. And, and, you know, this is 11 years later and here's another layer of healing for you and really peeling back more of that. We were talking earlier, we called it the, the authentic self onion, right? Where you, it's a journey towards our authentic self. It's a journey. And it, it really, for me, you know, I come from a, a childhood of divorced parents at a very young age. I was like five. Um, step parents a little later, a younger brother who I cared for. I took on a lot of a lot of dynamic there to sort of manage in the situation. Parents who, you know, were doing the best they could at the time that left me in pleaser mode. In the coaching world, there's a term that gets thrown around called saboteurs. And these are sort of identities that we take on at a young age that serve us earlier in life, but then continue to show up a little later in life that don't necessarily serve us as much or in the same way. Now, me being a pleaser at 42 years old does serve me in many ways, but other areas it doesn't. And I work with those areas all the time, like having challenging conversations, right? Confronting situations that aren't necessarily comfortable, but I have learned to do it with love and doing it in a a way that I strive to be productive at and it coming from a loving place. I don't always succeed the way I'd love to, but the point is I step into the situation being a pleaser. If you are one and have been your whole life, it's extremely uncomfortable stepping into those 
situations of confronting really anything, even if if it is love, it's still very uncomfortable. So anyway, here's a way we step into our authentic self and pull back onion. These layers is one way for me is stepping into these really uncomfortable conversations, right? And it's a journey again. And for me, I've talked about Fit District, my startup, which has been a dream of mine for going on a decade now. And the first sort of dream that is just mine, right? I feel like other things I've accomplished in my life were driven by how it looked, who would approve it, how will it make other people feel, right? So Fit District for me, the whole journey has not only been about just the startup business, but about me stepping into something that Catherine, this is for Catherine. Yes, it's for the world, but it's also for even becoming more and more my authentic self and who I want to show up in the world as. And it's completely different from all the conditions that I had taken on at a younger age as pleaser, child, right? And also on that point, know that we also have a couple personalities that we're always, that are coming into play, right? So we always have, and this is sort of, there is science behind this and philosophy, but, you know, I believe, and I think most of us believe here on the podcast that we have a younger self that we're dealing with, right? We've got our current self, and then we have this sort of older or higher self or authentic self. Some people call it God or source energy, but we have these three inside of us that are always at play, right? And so we may feel, if you're like me, you may feel like you've got multiple personalities. I'm a very determined, driven person. I'm a business person. I know numbers like the back of my hand. I love to have a blast. I'm a little bit of a rebel. I love joy and fun. I'm a lover. I have great, deep empathy. There's all these sides to us, right? And so just know that it's okay. If you feel like sometimes you're going a little like, who am I? Who is my authentic self? Well, it's a mixture of us, right? And so. I think that when we feel that sincere joy and happiness with just ourselves and with the people, our tribe, you know, you're on track to that authentic self is that that's what, that's our signal inside with how we feel. You guys have all just shared such good nuggets and, um, So I want to start here. The number, I believe, is one in 400 trillion. And that is the calculation. I don't know who did it. Some calculation somebody did, some multiple bodies have done that say what the chance that you are who you are from the parents that you're from in this moment in time, that that's the probability of that happening, right? Well, there are only 7 billion people on this planet. So if it is one in 400 trillion, I'm not going to um, dispute the calculation because I don't have the time or the energy to try to figure that out. So I'm going to roll with it. 
And so it seems to me that we are like multiples of so unique from the number of people that are just currently on this planet that we have to stop with the conformity game, right? And that in reality, being normal is being yourself. It is being the one in 400 trillion chance that you are here. And just like you, you said, Catherine, as a mom, a sister, a daughter, a friend, as a black woman, as a, a you know, a slow runner and a fast, you know, talker and all these things that make up who I am, right? All the things that make up who you are, that we are pulling from all sorts of buckets, these things that make up who we are and these multiple personalities, as you call them, right? That if we could just own that, own that uniqueness and that the uniqueness is normal, the conformity is abnormal. Conformity is abnormal and our uniqueness is absolutely normal. Then we can move away from things that Kathleen talked about, like the shame. You know, as we start these episodes each week, I'm making notes of things that I want to say. And then as you guys are talking, it's like, oh, Kathleen said that. Claudette said, I wanted to say that. (laughs) But I wrote down no shame. So being your authentic self is in a place where there is no shame because you are exactly who you're supposed to be. And I absolutely agree with you guys. A few weeks ago, maybe a month now, I really came to a place that solidifies what I understand to be my life's purpose, not my work purpose, which I see as the way, one of the ways I express my life's purpose. But my role here, my job, is to prove that God is, to prove that God exists. God is love. You guys have said that. God is love. I am one with God. That means I am love. And so the way I prove that God exists is by loving people, serving them, and giving, giving of myself, giving my tools, my talents, my gifts, my resources, giving of who I am, all of me. And when I do that, then I'm able to express love, right? And I get to express who I am, which is at the core is love. And so There should be no shame in that. And yet, because people before us, right? Because we're going to change this. That's what we're doing here on our podcast is pulling back the layers, the onions, the wizard's curtain saying it could be in a different way. We can do this a different way. And one of those ways is being willing to be vulnerable and risk rejection 
by people who are not being their authentic self, which is one of those things that for me a few years ago, like a light bulb moment. It's like, why are you worrying about what people think who don't have their shit together? Why does that matter? Right. Why does any of that matter? So just focusing on being the unique person that I am and letting that be that. I just want to bring it back to the math you're talking about, Whitney. It's so like the trillions, hundred trillions, whatever it is. But I'm just going to add something else. I recently learned that 99.913 of us, our being is not even the physical. Right. So less right. than 1% of our beingness is physical. What's and that number that, again? Because I want to do the math. I'm going to multiply that by one in 400. <laughs> <laughs> or divide it by. Or, did you get your math d- degree yet? I mean, did you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Think about that. Less than 1% of our beingness is physical. And yet we operate out of that little piece in our body, the physical part, which is our brain. Like we, a lot of us operate from the brain versus the heart. So what is calling your heart is your authentic self. What's calling your heart? And that's the challenge, right? Because it doesn't always, what our mind is telling us isn't always in sync with our dang, what our heart is telling us. So it makes it super confusing, right? And that's the point is like getting back to the fact that, and what is it? We are spiritual beings having an earthly experience or a physical experience or whatever the exact quote is, right? We are spiritual beings and there's that little piece, less than one-tenth of one percent that is physical, But it's easier, I guess, for people to deal with the physical and not the spiritual because so here's the thing. A recent experience for me has been, you know, one coming to this place about what my purpose is. The second was I am a part of an event. It's called Kingdom Women. I have wanted to speak on a faith-based platform for years. Like it was the place or the thing that launched my whole thought about being a speaker. And the particular platform I wanted to be a part of doesn't exist anymore, which means other things, and that's fine. And so when I've been speaking, I am constantly finding myself tampering some of what I want to say, what I feel, because the audience is not always a faith-based audience, right? And so in an effort to say what I need to say, and it's said, but there is the qualification. So I believe in God. I just, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. That is where I come from. I consider myself a Christ follower, to have to say something and then go, Buddha, Allah, the universe, the blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to tell people what to feel or what to believe, but to have to go and qualify things so that people don't write letters to the event organizer saying, this wasn't a Christian event. And I've seen comments 
at a Tony Robbins event where Tony Robbins is, you know, talking about his faith and people are making comments. This is not, why is he preaching? This isn't, and it shouldn't be that way. I allow you to feel what you feel, be who you are. I should be allowed to do the same thing without the qualification. So finding myself in a place where I am now on a platform where I can just unleash and let go what I'm feeling, the way I'm feeling. It felt really good to just be able to talk about my experience in the way that I wanted to talk about it. And so again, no shame, no rejection, all of that, and and not worrying about fitting in, I think is really important for us to get to the essence of who we are. We're so conditioned to feel that way, to feel that So glad you brought up the conformity, Whitney, because, you know, for me, I've struggled my whole life with caring what people think, like way, way too much, right? And again, it comes from being the pleaser. And when you are in a mode or a feeling of sadness or judgment, whether you feel you're being judged or you're judging someone else or blame or anger and you feel that charge, you are not in your authentic self. So do what Kathleen says with her three B's and take a breath and don't act out of that place. That is not your authentic. If you're feeling that, and we could do a whole other show on this. I would say the majority of us were conditioned that that's kind of like our home place to be in these unauthentic emotions, the blame, the guilt, the anger, we're so conditioned to these, right? That some of us even go, this is normal. Well, guess what? It's not, it's not your authentic self when you're in that place. So another little, just take some time. If you find yourself in that place and don't act, visualize, do some meditation, do a little workout, whatever sort of rituals can help you feel better to then take action from a better feeling place from there, you'll be closer to that sort of authentic self when you get out of those conditioned emotions. Mm, So much goodness here today, ladies. Um, One of the things that I heard that was kind of common amongst what all of you were saying is it takes some ability to go deep and be vulnerable, right? So if we're going to take the mask off, then we need to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable first. And I love what Claudette said, where, you know, if you're looking out, you're not in authenticity. You're not being your authentic self, but it's when you're turning inward and you're in your heart center and you're willing to be vulnerable to be in your heart center because it's, you can't control what's happening when you're in your heart. Heart does not, love is not controlling. That's not a word. Those two things don't go together. So when you're in your heart, it's freedom. When you're in your heart, it's acceptance. When you're in your heart, you're in the pureness of providing the best experience in that moment and ready for that. And for me, that's a very vulnerable place to be. And I think we all have had over the years, a little negative feedback when we showed up and maybe laughed too loud and embarrassed ourselves because we or, or didn't please the group with what we said, like you said, Whitney, or you felt uncomfortable. Um, but as we've 
grown, and I, all five of us on this call today are, are continually growing and we're continually taking the time to, to show up and be vulnerable within ourselves so that we can show up and be authentic with you all. You're, you know, the listener. We're, we're spilling our guts on, on, um, on these podcasts with you, but in hopes that our love in the moment and we'll share something that will help you grow. Um, and so us being our authentic self is sometimes really uncomfortable. And you do need to get vulnerable and, and go deep. I remember um, when I first realized I was showing up a lot as a victim. Didn't want to admit that. Who's, that's not a nice thing to say for anybody. But to admit it about yourself, you know, that's vulnerable, vulnerability. And then to address it and then to heal it and then to move on and stop showing up that way was really powerful. And I was able to take that mask off. I no longer wear the victim mask. This isn't me sitting in a position any longer of I'm the victim in the moment. And that served me really well for a very long time. I let that go for the higher journey of becoming my authentic self. We are fractals in this universe. Sorry. Uh, We're all fractals in this universe. Like we are, like if every single being on this universe is a being of God, we are fractals. So every time we take a step forward, Sarah, like you're saying, and and being and willing to shift a little bit of the energy that we're carrying that doesn't align with us, that shifts the universe's energy. So if you're looking for a better universe to live in, if you're looking for a more peaceful and and calm and joyous and connected community. It takes you to step in to your own fears, into your own um, limitations, limited beliefs, because they're not limitations, they're limiting beliefs, to step into that and to start to walk through that and uh, revolutionize really your being, which means you're revolutionizing the way the world is. Mm, I love it. The ripple effect of being authentic. I <laughs> love it. What a great way to end the show. I want to thank each of you, Whitney, Catherine, Kathleen, Claudette, for being your authentic self today and sharing what it means to you. And hopefully you as the listener, we've inspired you today to remove that next mask and show up authentically every single time that you can. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to having you join us on our next episode. Take care. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.